Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, we have to pick up the dog poop. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a first for me. <laughs> no, keep asking the question. Yeah. And we just hear the rattle of the bag. <laughs> This is the Improv Chronicle. I'm Lloydie. When we improvise, we are, of course, also acting. But not all improvisers have acting training. So what does the kind of training an actor gets give you when you apply it to improv? We begin in a dog park in Sydney, Australia, where I grabbed a few words with an experienced actor and improviser while her dog played and pooped. My name is Eleanor Stankiewicz. I am an actor, but like that's my training and my profession. So I came to improv. I did a little bit of a at, like drama class in um, Adelaide, where I grew up, like 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 kids drama class, a bit of theatre sportsy kind of things. And then I moved to Sydney to study. I did my undergraduate um, for acting, and in that we did a lot of. Uh, improvising for long form and for rehearsal devising techniques so like how to create character how to devise shows we did in our first year a six hour long improv we like did a wedding so we did like getting ready for the wedding like we did the ceremony we did the reception afterwards we had like little objectives to try to achieve as well as had spent the whole term devising the life and the history of these characters um so that's where I came from it and came from it through a theatre making perspective, never thinking that long form could be performed. I always thought that like improv was for like short form or theatre sportsy or warm up y things. Um, and then yeah, I think in like two thousand and seventeen, two thousand and eighteen I started realising that I would love to do all of the acting with less of the rehearsal (laughs) but also it feeds into my craft as an actor so I'm always using improv like in auditions on set in the room like everywhere there are a lot of people who have come from encountering improv as part of their acting training Mm. as as you know part of a an acting degree or otherwise it's only more recently that people have discovered it through improv theatres what kind of oh we have to pick up the dog poop yeah sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a first for me <laughs> no keep asking the question yeah. and we just hear the rattle of the bag great <laughs> that is a new sound effect for the podcast oh, gig. Yeah. <laughs> um. what would you say are the advantages of having encountered it in a more kind of formal training setting through you know through acting training 
I think for me it's it's how it relates to to text and as uh, and I kind of now both I'm an actor and I do voice coaching and voice work so I'm kind of back at the same institution I studied at teaching and seeing the correlation between and when I did my master's it was about how to use improv techniques and philosophy in my research to create a sense of freedom and play within text work and voice work for students and so now I'm kind of really hyper aware of the gift of improv and how like having the improv uh, philosophy and techniques and, and um, perspective underpinning text work. So text is, yes, is primary, is, is everything. Everything on the page is the structure. But that's like the format. The script is the format and anything you do within that is the artistry of the players. Like that's how I'm seeing it. And so there is absolutely nothing wrong with any journey into acting at all I think everybody is an individual and what you need as an individual in your artistry is is so unique but the thing that I love about it when I was doing my training and now that I'm kind of bringing this philosophy in training others is how how can you expand the imaginative world of the playwright of the director of the creatives and then being on set uh, I was on set recently and there was a couple of script changes. And so the ability to like, I'm 100% prepared with this scene, but now I have a new line or a new word or a new character name because perhaps someone has been cast as a different gender than what was in the script. That, that quite often happens. Um, and so that's now changed on the day and those sorts of things are really like... So that flexibility and, and that ability to kind of like be like, ah, that's, this is what we prepared, but also this is what's happening now. I'm really struck by that. How can we, let me get this phrase right, how can we expand the imaginative world yeah. of like the players and the characters? Is that right? Yeah, that's, that, that's what I said just then, yeah. 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 So f- for me it's like, uh, so from, if this is true, what else is true? If this sentence shows us the expression of the thought, then what is the thought underpinning it? What is not just the one thought but the ten thousand different variations that we can that I can then as an actor stay in the point of rediscovery rather than redoing even at like month four of a season of a theatre show that has eight shows a week or I've just come off touring a children's theatre show that I toured for about two years in and out locked in and out and around lockdowns and that had a 13 page script but how could I still stay imaginatively involved so that this job is not just paying my bills it's a first theatrical experience for like under fives and it's bringing their world and the words of their world to life in a new way because I get bored and so I really find that like if I think about it okay how else can I expand what other avenues what other dimensions how else can I twist the kaleidoscope to find out more over in the UK this weekend an actor and improviser friend of mine visited. And so while we walked to get dinner, I asked her opinion too. Hey, my name is Aniel. Uh, I'm an improviser. Uh, I'm based in California, but spent most of my formative years in Chicago um, through Second City and IO and The Annoyance. You're also an actor, and I'm really interested to know how being an actor has informed your improv. Oh, yeah. Well, that's such a big question, so you might have to help me <laughs> to a useful answer. I can, I can break it down into component parts if you, you like. want to try? <laughs> I'm happy to try. <laughs> or see where I start and then redirect. 
All right, yeah, you, you start. And then, yeah, yeah. let's see, what, what popped into your head first when I said that? Well, that I, ca- I mean, that I started as an actor. So I came, you know, into it from that theatre perspective. Both, both my parents were actors, um, and I always did theatre. And then when I found improv, to me it was like the marriage of all the things that I loved. And then I found a decent amount of success in improv because like I was naturally committed to the reality or were able to like play with things that I just knew as an actor. That's interesting, being naturally committed to the reality. Can you break that down a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> Told um, you I'd break it down into component bits. Yeah. Um just like uh like the assumed knowledge, so like taking in information and immediately being able to be like what's important. Um to me as an actor so like seeing it through an actor's perspective more than like a writer or a director um or a stand-up comic i guess does that make sense i think so so do you mean like finding subtext in what is being said yeah yeah and then like really filtering it through the character so clicking into a character pretty early in a scene and then everything being able to like flow through that filter which just makes it easier how about holding yourself on stage and using the space does being an actor help you with with that more intuitively than if you've just gone to an improv class and not done any acting oh yeah definitely like staging in general of just the specificity um or the awareness or the joy and delight in like what it means to move across the stage or what it feels like to command the stage or have that presence is something that you learn and you practice as an actor, so that's like naturally, intrinsically already there. One of my jobs is to be content director of a children's radio station here in the UK. A number of the team have done improv training, and one started out in acting before moving on to improv. So, in between keeping the nation's six to 12 year olds entertained, we found a spare studio. Hello, I'm Dan Simpson. I am a radio presenter for the BBC and for a children's radio station called Fun Kids, a podcaster, and now an improviser too. But your background is in acting, right? You were an actor before you were an improviser. When I grew up, yeah, I did a lot of acting, moving right the way through to university, really. Uh, So school plays and then doing a lot more than that, like local professional productions. And I've since picked that up as I become an adult. I've uh, done kind of pro local shows again with people that I did it with back then. So what was it like coming to improv from an acting background? What did you notice straight off? It gave me a much firmer foothold in games, particularly, that I was being asked to do. So I started at level two of my course with Hoopla that I did it with. And uh, just a lot of people hadn't been on a stage before, hadn't been on a stage, hadn't, were really going outside of their comfort zone. So had that initial spooky scaredness of oh, I need to talk in front of people for the first time I don't know what to do I don't know how to put myself out there whereas I think uh, coming from an acting background it, it helped me do two things immediately that worry of not knowing what to do how I would do the basics of standing in front of people and talking wasn't there also I'm I'm big into my into character improvisation I, I'm no leading man when I was acting when I was young, I, I was always into uh, character comedy, particularly back then. So it, it immediately helped me be able to dive into the skin of anyone that I was improvising and performing on the hoof. That's interesting, the, the bit about character. Where um, 
where do you get your characters from when you improvise then? Because when you're doing scripted work, you've, you know, you've, you've got a little bit of info in terms of the text, but how do you jump into character and how does that relate to your, your acting training? Uh, well, bad accents and physicality. I'm a huge, huge fan of physical performance because it does two things. It lets the audience know immediately something about the character and it lets me as an actor dive into one particular bit of my personality that I can emphasize. So we perhaps, uh, you know, rather um, clichedly might be a, uh, like a, like a, a gait or a walk or a, a strange posture or something that I'm doing with my face. But I, I can use that as a, a personification of something that's going on with me. And, and I find that really helpful to use that as a door to get into the performance so immediately if i step on step into the scene and i say my first line and it turns out i'm doing a a a, a lad um that's got something strange happening with his right shoulder i know that i've got that to lean back on and i can uh, or you know keep digging into that hole and see what else comes of that and that's the joy of improv right more so than acting because acting is so prescribed and if i'm if, if you're performing uh, a script you need to read 100 pages of the script before you need to know right this is the full tableau this is the full um w- the whole rounded nature of my character in improvisation you don't need to do that because i can step on to into the scene and i do something in five seconds and i need to justify that a little later down the line so i'm discovering it as well as the audience is by the movements that i'm doing as the character so you're more, in that sense, filling it out rather than narrowing it down. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I would say I don't. I, I don't. When I step into the scene, I don't immediately know everything that I am about. So I'm. There's no way. It, it's this wide view that I'm having to choose a select window of to show people. It's right. This is the small window. This is what I know. Here's how I can show it. Let's grow this together and see where this goes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. I think um when I started doing theater because I think because of like some of my first teachers and directors were very very strict <laughs> and it was like <laughs> not joyless but it was like very specific and very rigid um improvisation opened up the possibility of play um and of excitement inside of acting work so I think it opened it up in that way and then going back to acting work afterwards um you just have so many more options or you um your imagination is so much more open because of that I think so if somebody's listening to this as an improviser who hasn't done very much acting at all so far in their their improv career or their improv experience <gasps> what what would you recommend to them do do it <laughs> <laughs> but i mean where, where to start though cuz like if you're an yeah. improviser and you've been taking improv class for a while you're like i am having a great time i realize you know people have mentioned things like stagecraft and what have you mm-hmm. but like what what is there available that would be like what type of thing in an acting class would you be looking for as an improviser well i think any i mean i i'm going to be so useless in this cuz i think any class you take as an improviser whether it's like an acting class or a pottery class is like makes you a better improviser because you're looking through those different perspectives after having that improviser mind which is like that hungry open mind um so any any acting class um or even just like reading a page out of an acting book and then like taking that idea into your next rehearsal so like being like ooh I want to play with um intention the next time I play or like ooh I want to play with um proximity uh or staging the next time I play so just like I don't know anything helpful no that is helpful <laughs> um is there one thing out of like anything that you've mentioned or beyond that um that you think actually when you look at uh, improv groups improv teams that you think ah they could do this thing which is more of an acting thing um I think I think emotion for sure. So like things having stakes I think is is something that I get from acting and then also just staging. I think because when we're improvising we're making up words, we tend to focus on that and stand <laughs> 3 feet away from another human <laughs> and like really focus on the words whereas like if you play around with proximity or movement or staging sometimes those things can lead you to reaction or lead you to lines of dialogue and so i'm always looking for that of like different staging i guess nice. i want more of that yeah yeah more staging more staging well cuz i don't know do you notice that where it's like oh, a yeah. lot of scenes are two people standing a comfortable distance apart whereas like if you allow yourself to be in a little bit of physical discomfort stand a little bit closer or a little bit farther away or turn your back immediately your body is physiologically having a response that then you get to play with instead of being stuck in your mind having to think of words to say there is an exercise that i know i've 
got from Katie Shute, mm-hmm. um, the UK improviser, uh, and I'm not sure whether it's hers or whether she got it from someone else, but where you get everyone to pretend the scene they're doing is from a scripted play. Yeah, that's uh, so I think I initially might have gotten that from Bill Arnett, and I know she's studied with him as well. Yeah. Um, but that was a big thing coming up in Chicago that we would do, and it is, when I do that in workshops, it's my favorite um, pieces of watching because you get honesty um, and it's so much easier because you don't have to worry about like world building it's just two people on stage and everything that happens is between them I love it I love it because you get so much more intention yeah um, all of a sudden like miraculously yeah. when when you do that but also I find the stagecraft is usually much better it's almost as if blocking has taken place like it would do in a scripted play yeah exactly like just that conceit of like these lines are written there is a stage every movement is intentional Um, just making that choice allows people I think to move specifically and intentionally or to move and then discover what the intention was behind it so I think it works both directions Back to that dog park in Sydney. And with her dog's poop cleared up, I wanted to know what Eleanor took from theatre and brought to her improv. Stagecraft? <laughs> I'm never in doubt that someone can see and hear me, um, which is super important. Um, also, my sense of, I think, narrative. Like, I really don't have to think about narrative, but my, my like internal sense of narrative structure, I think genre and style and how to express thoughts. So how can I still have subtext within a sentence that's both playable and also easily understood and specific for other players? Um, my love of a, a monologue and looking out into a window and finding I find myself sometimes being like oh that felt like a this kind of play or this felt like a this kind of play or this kind of character as well and really yeah I think I just love playing other people and other worlds yeah Eleanor talked about stagecraft and that's something I know I've chatted about several times with Dan at work so I asked his thoughts on stagecraft in improv like it does my head in when I'm when I'm there and all right, people are learning at different stages, but yeah, they're doing a thing and then someone walks in front of you and blocks you off. Or I'm watching people do a scene and, it, you know, we're all amateurs here, um, but I can't hear what they're saying or I can't see them because they've not opened their body up. And it sounds so trite and simple, doesn't it? Uh, but very simply, those basics, the foundations that you can build on is, is always very helpful. And just planting your feet, mm. really easy. And I, and I, I'm not in a position in my improv group where I can really say to people, you, plant your feet. Uh, but that's very helpful. Just you know, stand on stage, plant your feet and clearly speak. If you do that, you're at least 50 of, 50% of the way there to winning over the audience because it's all about trust, right? If you get the simple things done well that an audience is expecting from you but doesn't know they're expecting from actors, like we've all seen shows and you think, what's wrong with this? actor's performance what are they doing why aren't i really getting engaged well quite a lot of the time it might just be the simple things that they're not doing well so if if you immediately show them that you're doing those things you can trust me because i know how to do this i'm speaking loudly i've planted my feet i've opened my body up to you take my hand and i will guide you through this we will be okay so very simply those little bits of stagecraft of blocking and planting your feet i'll say it again uh i don't think i'd have got as easily if I hadn't have trained in acting. And finally, back to that walk with Andy L, 
which may be a little bit more fast-paced now, as we were getting very close to when we were about to eat. Because improv is a shared art form, like when I'm playing with people who are really good with words or who come from a stand-up background, um, I get I get their gifts, right? Like So I get their strengths. And so I think similarly, when you play with people who have an acting background or a theater background, you can gain their gifts just by like paying attention and also sharing what you bring even if you don't come from that background that's what I think (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think that's what I think I would love every podcast to end with that's what I think as though it wasn't obvious (laughs) that I'm sharing my opinion I love it You can get the world of improv delivered to your inbox every week when you subscribe to the Improv Chronicle newsletter. Just go to improvchronicle.com for more. If you like what this podcast does, consider following it on your podcast subscriber and leaving a rating and review. Those make a huge difference. We've had a couple recently and I am so grateful. It helps the podcast get discovered. We've also had a couple of donations just recently, and those really do help the podcast. If you want to do that as well, then use the link in the show notes. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, well, you can get in touch via the website, and it would be great to have you part of the production. For previous episodes and for transcripts, check out the website, improvchronicle.com. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.